to another episode of Wayback Wrestling Mania. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Donnie, the Emerald Enthusiast. Donnie? Hey, what's up, wrestling fans? It's the EST of the Green Lantern fandom. The biggest, the loudest, and quickly becoming the grayest. It's the Emerald Enthusiast. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, that may be your best intro yet. I like that. That was good. And when I say biggest, I mean in terms of like physicality. There are plenty of Green Lantern podcasters and fans out there who are just as enthusiastic as me. So. Yeah, but I don't know if they have such a nice collection as you do. I, I well, think, thank you. I think your collection could be rivaled. Um, and by Actually, the way, Daryl Banks said the same thing. So, yeah. and the Emerald Enthusiast could be a good wrestling name if you think about it. Um, so there's that. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm just plain old me. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I uh, got as angry as a professional wrestler the other day um, because the playoff season is in the NHL and uh, my captain who's behind me got, is injured because of uh, some uh, French-Canadian shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to keep my blood pressure in check, so I'm not going to bring that up, but I got him in the be- behind me and show of solidarity and support. Um, and hopefully I don't turn into a... Uh, a blue hawk tonight when the, when the game is yeah. on. Um, well, I want to say, just like Edge and Adam, I'm also a Leafs fan. Yeah. And, yes, I was ready to do a run-in the other night, too. So. Well, you know what? It was funny because Edge calls him the rated R superstar. There was a lot of rated R going on on, uh, <laughs> on uh, Thursday night uh, in terms of language. Yeah. Um, so I'm the rated R superstar when it comes to watching. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm going to call it. Edge, I'm stealing your name if you're, you're you not go. watching the show. But if you are, there it is. Um, but uh, yeah so as we promised we're going to do these more often mainly for the pay-per-views and uh, I'm choking but uh, aside from that (laughs) we're uh, we're uh, we're going to do our thoughts on uh, Wrestlemania Backlash which was the most recent uh, pay-per-view so Donnie, uh, get us started. Well, it started with an opening by Batista, some really good voice work by Batista. That was part of the cross-promotion that yielded both positives and negatives here. Uh, I don't have a problem with cross-promotion. If you were to walk into this room now, you'd see a shelf full of Walking Dead comics. I love zombie material, zombie stories, but the way it was handled within this show after this was not good and we'll get to that later but i will say wrestlemania backlash it's a really effective way first of all calling it that i thought was a stroke of genius to continue them yeah yeah, continue the momentum that wwe had coming out of wrestlemania which i thought was extremely positive yeah um i like the name i think every whatever pay-per-view if they i think that should be a continuing tradition Mm -hmm. um and so I, I, I like the branding there. Um, and overall, I think it was a good pay-per-view. I mean, can you even call it that anymore? I mean, Peacock. I don't know what else to call it other than, you know, the big event. But I'm just so used to calling it pay-per-view until yeah. there's another another word established. What else do we call it? Come on, Vince. Come up with something. Tell yes. us what you want us to call it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe Triple H should come up with something because, yeah. Maybe that will eventually get added to this list of words, things like wrestling that Vince evidently doesn't like. He you know, prefers sports entertainment and, yeah. and uh, medical facility to hospital. So, okay. <laughs> That's, uh, again, you will never hear somebody say the word hospital. If you listen closely, it's always medical facility. Does he not like? He does not like the word hospital. Why? I do not know. I mean... I don't like being in a hospital, but the word is the word. Is the, you know what I mean? Like, there were there were a number. There was a list circulating not too long ago of a number of words that Vince tells performers not to say on his shows. One of them was hospital. So he's a, you will. He's a weird individual. <laughs> I hear he doesn't like sneezing either. So if God forbid, I, anybody, I have likewise. I've heard that. Yes. God forbid anybody has allergies in the WWE. They're in, they're in the verge of getting fired if they sneeze. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but they will end up in a medical facility, not a hospital. But listen, the best thing is, he won't, he won't allow you to sneeze, but he allows things like the Kiss My Ass Club. Go figure. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because that was hygienic. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So we open up with the triple threat for the 
the Raw Women's Title. That is Charlotte versus Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. So, the first thing I noticed, and I have to say this, and I want to make the point here, I'm just making this observation about them as athletes, okay? By sometimes, you know, most fans of wrestling are male fans, and they get a little, sometimes a little over the line as far as, you know, describing female wrestlers. I just want to say this as athletes. Charlotte looks like she's a little leaner, and I don't know whether that is something that was uh, something that was planned maybe for cardio or whether that was an effect of her COVID diagnosis. But yeah. she looks leaner to me than she has been in the past. Uh, as far as uh, on the flip side of that, Rhea Ripley looks like she has actually gained some muscle mass. It looks like she's trying to, you know, be as intimidating looking as possible. So I look uh, as opposed to like six months ago, she's gained a lot in her like shoulders and arms. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, Asuka, she's just Asuka. She's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. She comes out and uh, elevates every match that she's in. So and what did you think of the match? So Just, just, just to echo your point, I, I totally understand what you're saying, that you're not being disparaging in any way. And I'll add, I just to add, you know, me being me and having lists and this and that, I just want to point out that given their, their, their new looks, I, I, I want to clarify just for the sake of, you know, everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows where we're coming from. Both Charlotte and Rhea Ripley are still very much on, on, the, the, list. Mul on the multiverse wives list. Yes. No, the omniverse, 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 right, right. Yeah. My, my mistake, my mistake. Uh, I just want to say you've never gone over the line, but being on a lot of wrestling message boards and stuff, I've seen oh, in particular. I, I, would yeah. I, I would never say anything. Yeah. Uh, derogatory yeah very very misogynistic and, i mean and, to me yeah. to me a beautiful woman is a beautiful woman right uh, and there's ways to appreciate her looks without being a you know excuse my friend or jackass right. uh and the multiverse wife list is just a lot of fun uh, <laughs> right. you know that's what it is and, and i'm you know stealing a page from jericho's book but but yeah um no but they both look like very um Toned athletes, very, they're in very good shape, both of them, and also yeah. too. Um, I, I just noticed that about Charlotte that she does have a different look than she's had in the past. Yeah. So, and, yeah. so, and again, that could be intentional. It could be yeah. that she's trying to, you know, ease her way back in, and she thought, you know, maybe leaning up a little bit, getting yeah, a little bit lighter might help. Yeah, yeah. whatever's healthier for her, good, you know, sure. good on her. Sure. Um, you know, but uh, the match itself, I, I mean, it's a great match. All three performers are very capable. Um, in ring uh, talents, um, the thing that really strikes me overall is the strength of Rhea Ripley. Like she's a a powerhouse. Yeah, Rhea Ripley is not afraid to, and I don't know if she has her own gym, but if she goes to a gym, she's not afraid to go lift with the you know the the heavy lifters. She, she can probably lift the, the guy yeah. over, over her head. Uh, if yes. She um, looks incredibly strong. So. I think there was a move where, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a spot where she gave a suplex. Uh, she was on the inside of the ring, and I believe it was Asuka mm -hmm. that was on the outside. Yeah. And she suplexed her back in, which was I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, she and she lifts them easily. Uh, yeah. This was a very hardworking, stiff match. It was a little slow at the start, but it picked up as it went on, gained momentum. Yeah. And I do like the spot. There was a spot near the end where all three of them, they were on their knees just throwing haymakers at one another. Yeah. And yeah. I like this idea that this match was kind of a war of attrition, that it went on and on and on, and it was determination that decided the eventual winner. I like yeah. how that, that played out. I also like look. Oscar had the championship for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't see her being a permanent fixture in the title picture, at least the singles uh, title picture. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I mean, I, and I mean, she should take a break. She's been in there again. What, was she not champion for over a year? Um, yes. And she was a tag champ not so long ago. So yeah. it could be that that she goes back there. So so right. Um, yeah. I, I like the overall feud with um, Charlotte and 
um, Rhea. I know fans are, 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 you know, in the process of booing Charlotte, and, and some of it is because of the character that she's portraying. Some of it is because they're just tired of seeing her in the title picture. But let's be honest. WWE is going to get her past her father's record. Yes. I mean, if you don't believe that that's going to happen, you're naive. Yes. Uh, it's going to happen, and I think it should. And remember, some of her dad's best work was when he was boisterously booed. Yeah. So No, you know, but I, I think yeah. booing you for the sake of you're tired of seeing her in the title picture. Let them get her this record. They're going to do it. Let them just do it. And I'll say this. I still think she's in her prime. I don't think there's any reason to rush her out of the title picture. Well, why would you? She's what, in her early 30s? I, 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 I don't exactly, yeah, I don't exactly know. But yes, she is. I, I, I don't know that we've seen her best yet. Yeah. There still I, may I, be a peak out there. I, so. And I'd like to see her back as a tag team champion. Maybe not necessarily with Oscar, but, you know, with somebody else. Um, I could see yeah. that. She's 35, so there yeah. are many years, I think, left for her to perform at a high level. I mean, how old is Bobby Lashley in his 40s? Bobby yeah. Lashley's 47. Right, so... Uh, excuse me, 44. Edge is 47. Right, so that's what I mean. Why, why would you push... Why would they be trying to push Charlotte to pasture just yet? She would, right, yeah. Right? And, uh, and again, that name is one of the biggest names that will ever be associated with wrestling, whether it's her dad or her. But that's so. what I'm saying. Like, with the name Flair, you know that... As long as she's capable of, of, of performing, like she's a good in-ring performer, they're going to get her to that mm -hmm. record. I like how she said on Raw a couple weeks ago, she used the, the phrase, be fair to Flair. That was something that in the mid-90s, her dad, a, a lot of fans were out there saying that, if you remember, Hulk Hogan was going over Flair left and right, and people were saying, Hulk needs to be fair to Flair, and they eventually yeah. integrated that into the show. Yeah, no, yeah, it was good. I, I like that 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 callback. That was good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I mean, and I like the way it ended. Where you know, Rhea gets the gets the win. Mm -hmm. um, Rhea hit Rhea hits the Riptide after Charlotte hits Oscar with the big boot. Yeah, and Charlotte fell off the ring apron, and Oscar she kind of staggered back towards Rhea Ripley, who hits the Riptide. Yeah, and I will say this too. After the match was over, and I put this on Twitter, there was a wonderful camera angle showing Rhea up on the ropes, holding the belt, and the camera angle was right over Charlotte's shoulder, and she's pointing at the belt, saying, you know, I'm going to climb the mountain, and Rhea yeah. Ripley daring her to climb the mountain. Yeah, that was it's good build-up for, you know, the continuation of this rivalry. I think it's going to go all the way to SummerSlam, personally. Mm -hmm. And I could see, I think Charlotte's going to take the title at SummerSlam. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. And if that does happen, I don't think it takes anything away from Rhea. But, and this could also be a situation where this is a long feud where yeah, remember, Charlotte remember, gets the belt and yeah, then Rhea gets it, it back. Flair, wasn't it Flair and Steamboat had like four or five, ma you know, four or five matches over the course yeah. of the year? Like, why can't we have rivalries like that again? I think it's well, a great idea. The, the first two Starcades. Uh, no, excuse me. The second and third Starcade was Flair versus Dusty both times. They right. feuded for years and years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you get a good feud, and you can stretch it out, you know, and it creatively makes sense, do it. Yep, I agree. I agree. So I'm going to give this match four out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well. I, I really, my favorite spot was probably the suplex off the top rope the three the three of them uh, where the three of them were on the road and it, was it who i don't know who delivered the move was it oscar i think no i i, I thought it was Rhea. can remember it, it was Rhea, yeah, yeah. she, she yeah. that's right sorry again she's incredibly powerful and 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 again i want i want to make that you know make that point i think it's wonderful that we have an incredibly powerful woman i like her i like jade cargill over in aew right. so yes I like, I, you know, I, again, both male and female. I like the yeah. different body types. And I think also, it makes wrestling I like, interesting. I, I like the, the, the spot where Charlotte tried to pin both of them. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Didn't quite get it done like Roman did, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after cool. this match, we get a funny promo from Miz and Morrison, possibly setting up some friction down the road. We know that Miz is injured now. He actually has a torn ACL, so he's going to be on the shelf for a while. Yeah. But I wondered if maybe this set up a little bit of a, you know, j just the teaser of a feud if he comes back. 
Uh, I could see it. I could definitely see it. I think Miz just seemed a little annoyed with him. But who do you think? Tur- who do you think turns face if that happens? I think Miz turns babyface because yeah, of the injury. It's yeah. easy to turn somebody babyface when they come back from an injury. Yeah, and I and I think he's Miz is the type of guy that you could root for as a babysit, uh, babysit, babyface, <laughs> or, or babysit, <laughs> or, or or hate as a heel. I think he works both ways. Morrison, and I mean this not in a in a literal, you know, him as a human being, but Morrison has that douchebag kind of. Inherent, you know, yes. vibe to him. What's his new Johnny Drip Drip? Is what yeah, he's calling himself. It's, it's ridiculousness <laughs> is what it is. But his wife is Canadian, and so I gotta, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and these are the kind of wonderful observations you will hear here on the Multiverse Musings vidcast and the Multiverse Musings podcast network, available yeah. on iTunes and Podbean. He's the master of the shameless plug. <laughs> So you know, if you had a finishing maneuver, it should be called the shameless the plug. shameless plug. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what exactly it would be because there could be some weird connotations there. But... I would just I would hold up a sign and then deliver it. So that's okay. what I'll do. Yeah. All right. So okay, on to the next. You have match. a steel chair spray painted with our podcast. Number there you on. go, right. <laughs> 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 and, I, and then I, bash I, somebody over the head with it. Yeah, I would deliver it and then hold it up to the camera. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. All right, so the next match we have for uh, we have the tag belts for Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler against Dominic and Rey Mysterio. So Dominic, aka Direct Message, which is what I always think of because he has DM on his ring gear. Yeah. So they're going after the SmackDown tag belts, but the angle here was that Roode and Ziggler attacked Dominic before the match. So the majority of this was a two-on-one match. The story being Ray trying to survive against yeah. Rudin Ziggler. So, what did you think of that, sir? First of all, I, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to um, um, Ray Mysterio's ring gear because it was very much Batman inspired. And and you know me. Yes. Spoiler alert: My two favorite you know fictional characters of all time are are the one that's on my chest, which is Superman. Mm-hmm. And Batman, those, and they're t- and, and just in case anybody wants to know, wants to know, wants me to choose, I ain't choosing. They're tied <laughs> one one A and one B. It's like asking me who who goes higher on your multiverse wives list. Is it Margot Robbie or Alexa Bliss? Listen, depends on the day. <laughs> I ain't choosing. It just when I wake up in the morning, whichever one pops into my head, that's the one that's on top of the list. It's as simple as that. So I'm not choosing, but. Um, so to have Ray wearing, you know, Batman, and it was very Neil Adams kind of mm-hmm. Batman. So you know, two thumbs up to Ray uh, for for that design choice. He's Ray had Ray. a lot of comic inspired ring gear in the past. Yeah, Remember I mean, he, he did the uh, Joker, Joker, and the yeah. Flash, and also so. and also, you know, Alexa Bliss has done the wrestling thing. So, and she wasn't on this pay per view. So just a reminder, Alexa Bliss, you're on the list, even if you do have <laughs> that that Venom. Spew all over your face. <laughs> Just don't bring Lily around because she creeps me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is a yeah. Can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night and seeing Lily on the nightstand? I would probably <laughs> while while Alexa was sleeping on Earth. I'm not going to disclose the Earth because that's a, a podcast episode in itself. <laughs> I probably put it in the incinerator and you know. Get rid of it. Um, but um, that's enough about Lily uh, for now. <laughs> Yeah, so back to the match. The way this was laid out was Ray surviving a lot of double teams, a lot of high-impact moves that you you were convinced he's going to go down. He's not going to make it. There was one spot in particular, and I really appreciate this because it tells a good story. They were trying to get Ray counted out, and he almost – it looked like he almost got counted out. He made it back under the ropes at like nine seconds and three quarters. I don't I mean, know how I don't know how he had the speed to get there. I mean, the rest yeah. of the ladies come yeah. enough, but so, if I was okay. if I was doing it, the ref would have to be like, "Nine, come on, come on, come on!" He's <laughs> probably got to give in the ring, Jackass. I can't hold this count for that long. 
so this disbelief is already far gone. <laughs> come over here. Come on. So the way this ends is Dominic, who is selling the the injury, the obliques and the ribs. He comes to the ring. Ray is very hesitant as far as trying to tag him in because he's worried the way a father would be about a son. Yeah. Eventually, Dominic tags himself in and wins with the frog splash. Great storytelling here. Yeah. First time in hi- first time in history, we have the a father son tag champ duo. Right, awesome. Uh, and they they also mentioned Eddie Guerrero. You know, be, uh, Ray being his best friend, you know, Eddie, who once tried to take custody of Dominic in a ladder match. Okay, Wasn't that now, Eddie? Yeah. now <laughs> I think, so Dominic is in fact his real son, right? Yes. Now, was Dominic the actual kid that they used in that storyline? I, you know, I think so. I've, I, I would have to go back and look that up. Okay. I'm pretty sure that it was actually Dominic, though. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, li- I like this. Uh, I, I like this, you know, father son, uh, histor- historic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just- we've seen in the past second generation superstars. There's kind of a mixed bag there, so. I think they're trying to set Dominic up the best they can for yeah. to succeed. So, do you think eventually he'll turn on his father? You know, it could be. That's that's. I mean, we, we've seen that with Charlotte and Rick. So, I could see that at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they can't <laughs> do an actual match there, but yeah, it's possible. What with Charlotte and Rick? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they could. But <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't put anything past Vince anymore. Uh, well, that's a good point. <laughs> he probably tried out for Ric Flair at age, whatever age Ric Flair is, and say, yeah, you got one more match in you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he still hasn't called the Undertaker back. That's a, Well, that's a good point. Um, I'm still waiting for him to call the Undertaker back. Yeah. Uh, because- I, I think I think Taker's done. I mean, when, when you hear him be open for the first time in his career about the number of injuries that he's had and the severity – I think well, he's done. I have a theory about Taker, and I'll, I'll say it in a, in a bit. But okay. just to go back to this, my favorite my favorite spot was, I mean, the the, the frog splash was great, but the slide through through the the ropes. Mm-hmm. I think it was he went through. Was it, Ray went through? Um, z- through through was it through Ziggler through the rope and onto Robert Root or was it through Robert Root? I, I think it was it was through it was through Ziggler. I also like the uh, at the end the way he took was it uh, he took Ziggler out by doing that uh, the sunset flip yes, on yeah. on the floor. Now that was yeah, dangerous. Those, those yeah, were my two my two favorite spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you give this match? I like this match a lot. I think it's a four and a half out of five. Okay. I'm going to give it three and a half. I mean, it was it was hampered a little bit by the fact the story that they were trying to tell, which was good. It didn't necessarily highlight all of Rey Mysterio's abilities, his high-flying abilities, but there's nothing wrong yeah, with there, that. There was too much of him getting beat down for too long. Right, and, and again, I have no problem with that. I definitely like that over what came next. Oh. So after this match, we got our first look at the, oh, and if you're listening to the audio version only of this, you cannot see me double face palm, but there you go. I've there's, already there's done my effect. version of the Undertaker rolling as I can't do that. Yeah. That's my. First look at the zombies, and that was the crossover with Army uh, Army of the Dead. Right. Let me just say this. I thought you were going to say Army Hammer. I'm like, wait, hey, that's <laughs> I these mean, kind of zombie, but that's the the hero there. These <laughs> kind of cinematic crossovers, like trying to integrate movie points and movie characters into a live wrestling show, that has never worked. It did not work in 1990 with RoboCop. It did not work on Nitro when Chucky argued with Rick Steiner, and it did not work here. Now, again, I don't have a problem with them cross promoting here, but. When you bring things like zombies onto a wrestling show, it's an illusion breaker. Yeah. So, and this might be the worst, the worst example of this, at least on a major wrestling show. I'm sure there are, you know, indie shows that have done silly things like this, but never WWE before. Yeah. Not to this level. So. Um. Well, first of all, 
I think it's a waste of both The Miz and Damien Priest. Yes. Uh, I honestly think this rivalry in particular is played out. I mean, after the whole thing with Bad Bunny, it should have been over. Move, move. See, I think a guy like Damien Priest should be in a title picture somewhere. I don't know which title, but he should be in a title. This, this whole let me let me let me play you know midfield with 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 uh, with uh, the Miz over and over again, week in and week out. It's the same match ad nauseum over and over again, and it's literally for nothing. Yeah, and that that's the sad thing about the way WWE did this. Nobody's going to remember the finish of this match, and so you're wasting the Miz, who's a former world champion. And Damian Priest, who's an up and comer, and it really like, just didn't work. Like Damian Priest has already lost a match, correct? He didn't lose this match. No, but he lost a match. Already, yes. Right? Yes. So it's not like they're trying to set up some sort of he's on a winning streak, he's undefeated, like a Goldberg yeah. situation. Right. So there's no point in in, in continuing this Miz thing rivalry. But like it should have ended at WrestleMania when when he when. Damien and Bunny Boy there, the Easter Bunny, uh, got the got the win, and and it ended there. Again, I don't see why. And and this goes to my frustration with every week on Raw, you know you're going to get a main event that consists of Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre, or Bobby Lashley against Braun Strowman, or Bobby Lashley against both Braun Strowman and uh, Drew McIntyre. Instead, I don't know, why don't we just, can we have Damian Priest? He's Good somebody point. I can see challenging Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying I don't want to see Drew regain the title. I'm just saying, you're watering that, if, if that's a pay-per-view match, if that's your big angle at SummerSlam, which I think it is, that by SummerSlam, Drew is going to re- regain the title. If that's your big angle, giving me that match every friggin' week, and then probably, again, a variation of it at Hell in a Cell. All you're doing is watering it down. Mm-hmm. It's like either give Drew the title or I don't care at this point. Yeah. So make better use of, uh, like, here's another example. On Raw, they had Ricochet in mm-hmm. the title spot. Right. You know, facing. If you're going to do that and then, you know, Ricochet is going to go away for a few months, what was the point? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it works, like with Charlotte and and Rhea, and sometimes it gets repetitive. Mm-hmm. And so, well, when, they could be setting up a situation to where Drew McIntyre's in a match with Bobby Lashley, where he has to beat him, or he has to leave the show, or he leaves the title picture forever, something like that. Right, but 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 get my point is get to it. But in the meantime, you could also. You know, change up Raw every once in a while by having a Damian Priest challenge, even if it's in a non-title situation. Sure, it's better than seeing the same match every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so better use of of Damian Priest is what I'm getting at. And this whole thing with the zombies, the worst part of it is, is the commentators trying to trying to tell me that they're real zombies. Yeah, and you could tell that at one point it looked like Michael Cole put his head in his hands. I think he was. He was bemused trying to do this. So it's and and yes, you know, some people will point to you, yeah, but but look, the Undertaker character worked. Yeah, but there's a at some point, you know, when I wasn't ten or nine, you know, when I when, when once I got, got to the eight or ten range, here's the thing. I realized the Undertaker wasn't actually dead. Yeah. I can buy the Undertaker. I can buy the Undertaker being a guy who's trying to wage psychological warfare on an opponent, which is yeah. what the Undertaker was. But it's different. But when you're a kid, right? The illusion of essentially he's dead. Yes. Yes. He's a you know, literal dead man. As a kid, you can buy that because mm-hmm. what your suspension of disbelief is better. If you know, when I see the Undertaker, <clears throat> the last couple of years that I've seen The Undertaker. It hasn't been, oh my God, he's actually a dead man walking. 
that wasn't it. That wasn't the allure of the character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's a different ball game. You can't compare The Undertaker to what this segment was. No, I agree. And the thing is, I do believe there could have been ways to integrate the zombies in without trying to act like the zombies were actually there. The only kind of situation where that where the, that kind of thing works is if you're doing something with the fiend. You could do something. My idea was he could have had the lumberjacks come out. Nobody knows who they are. They're dressed as zombies, but they're not. We're not trying to pretend like they actually are zombies. One of them turns out to be Morrison, and he helps the Miz win. Something like that would have made some logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, And and then, like the whole thing about, um, like to me, my my theory is. I'll just say it now because it works in. It's kind of sort of since we brought up the Undertaker. I'm surprised WWE hasn't done Son of the Undertaker storyline. And I think you could do something. You know how they've sort of repackaged. um, What's the character's name? The guy with the tattoos that's married to Zelina Vega. Oh, yes. Yes. He's doing an angle now where he's recounting his his childhood and it's the, mm-hmm. the book. He's got the book of darkness or whatever the hell it's yeah. called. Yeah. And yeah. every time every time they show those drawings, you see the guy with the hat, and he said, "Kind of looks like the Undertaker to me." Yeah, I, I think did, didn't he come out on he came out on SmackDown yesterday and like interfered in the Fatal Four Way for the IC belt. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I think they could have done like. Yeah. A storyline where, you know, a son of the Undertaker kind of storyline, I'd like to see. Sure. But trying to pass it off as, look, these people are literally dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, let, back to the match. Damien Priest picks up the pinfall. And the match was weak. It wasn't even because all it was was let's go beat up the zombies. Yeah. It, it, well, and that was the worst part of it is the fact that they kept interacting with the zombies as opposed to wrestling one another. And... At least my perception of this was it was stunned silence from the crowd, yeah. and the reaction that I saw online was extremely negative. So don't it do sucked. that again. <laughs> it sucked. Plain and yeah. simple, it stunk. Yeah. If, and if, it, if, on, if I want to see zombies, which I don't because I'm not a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. but if I did, I'd watch The Walking Dead. Right. And I, I actually, Pat McAfee said that two zombies ate Morrison. So I, you know. I'm like, okay. Anyway. I, hope they, I hope they paid him good money to say that. <laughs> you know, wrestling, pro wrestling, it's still, it's an opera about men and women athletes disputing some kind of personal grudge or going after a title. When you stray too far from that, things tend not to work. And I think that's, you, they, you, that's you know what's the case Vince here. You know how Vince likes to call it sports entertainment? Mm-hmm. The, this match lost the sports angle. Yeah, exactly. That's a, That's a good way to put it. And it failed in the entertainment value because yeah. I didn't find it entertaining. <laughs> exactly. So, again, I, I don't have a problem with the crossover at all. Uh, at all. In particular, the fact that it was Batista who was involved in that movie. Now, can you imagine, Donnie? It would be the same thing. And here's how you know I'm sick of this kind of crap. Because mm-hmm. I'm a DC fan, right? You know that. Everybody knows that. Sure. And if you don't, what, what show have you been watching for the last right. um, weeks? <laughs> but... John Cena's doing Peacemaker, right? Yes. I don't want to see John Cena come out and wrestle in his Peacemaker outfit, for God's sake. And right. try to pass himself off as literal Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you remember, WWE did a crossover with the A-Team, the movie, and the guys came out, including Rampage Jackson, and acted like they were the characters from the movie. They did that on Raw once. So. Now, <laughs> I'll make an exception... If you want to do a Harley versus Harley match and have Margot Robbie fight <laughs> fight Alexa Bliss, now we're talking something I can get behind, and okay. I can be the special guest referee. You, you know, that's we'll okay. have a conversation. But otherwise, <laughs> keep this crop to a minimum. Okay, there, there's there's a lot of jokes there, but we're going to keep it PG. I mean, what about, <laughs> what if we have a Batman versus Superman match? We could have had Affleck and Cavill come out. We could have had. The, uh, Diane Lane been the special guest referee. Somebody could have said, Martha, 
Why did you say that name? And then the match could have been over. It would have been great. It would have been Thank a draw. for the setup. Why didn't we do that? You know, it gave me enough of this garbage. Come on. Stop it. Oh. I'm going to rate this thing, and then we can move on. Zero. Well, I, I said one. There there were a few good few good moves in it, but it was just it was drowned out by the, the silliness that WWE was trying here. So next up we get Bailey versus Bianca Bel Air. And Bianca is massively over right now. Oh yeah. Uh so she brings out the SmackDown belt. By the way, I like her earrings. I don't know if you've seen those on uh, social media. She has earrings that are replicas of the the center plate of the WWE title. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, the SmackDown belt, excuse me. So it was a good first pairing, I think, for Bianca because Bailey has a lot of heat with that character that she's doing. There were pluses and minuses here, more positives than negatives. Um, I like that Bianca does a lot of holds. She doesn't just do big, high-power, isolated spots. She is improving with her ground game, so I appreciate that. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the downfall of a lot of modern wrestlers is that they want to do the big high spots and they never learn how to chain wrestle or yeah. tell a story. Yeah. She looks like she's trying to be that that champion who does it all. So I, I definitely respect that. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so um, there were a few spots that had a little bit of questionable timing. And I think that kept that from being this from being a five star match because there was a lot of good exchanges. Uh, there was one in particular, you know, uh, Bailey did the roll up and tried to hold the ropes, and it looked like uh, it, it looked like uh, Bianca was going to get pinned. She kicked out of that. Uh, there was another spot where uh, you know Bailey pulled her hair, and then Bianca threatened her with it the way she did with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania where she I was her. waiting for the whip. I'm yeah. going to come on, whip her again, whip her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I liked how, you know, the minute she threatened her, Bailey was like, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, this was overall a really good match. I thought it was a great way to kick off Bianca's run as champion. So I'll give it four stars. And, uh, you know, some of this, maybe the fact that Bailey hasn't gotten a lot of action in the last few months, that may be why there were a few spots that looked a little rusty. So, what did you think? Um, overall, I, I like the match. Um, I don't. Full disclosure, I'm not a fan of Bailey at all. Uh, okay. Um, I, I don't think I've ever liked any version of her character. Okay. Um, so to see her lose to Bianca is 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 very enjoyable to me. Um, plus, Bailey had the championship for over a year, so I don't necessarily want to see her with a title um, anytime soon. Um, again, the power game um, by by you know Bianca is, is, is she's very she's very strong, uh, but to be fair, Bailey has some strength to her as well. Oh, definitely, and yeah. There, there was a spot, a suplex on the outside, mm-hmm. which I think was it was Bailey that delivered that, correct? Yeah, and there yeah. were a lot, there were a lot of stiff spots in this as well. So hey, this shot of a suplex action going on. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I, like I said, I just, and I love the fact that they're they're using the hair as sort of like a benefit and a hindrance to, mm-hmm. yeah, Bianca. They're showing that it could be both. Um, um, she's kind of like a Samson kind of character that her hair is this mystical you know, kind of thing. Uh, that they're, that they're, do, do you think they'll ever do that angle where somebody actually cuts their hair off? I mean, it's WWE. They, they've done things with hair all, all, all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, a matter of time. Either, whoever beats her is probably going to have a hair a hair versus hair match. And mm. Bianca's going to have to cut off her ponytail. And she loses. Wow. Yeah. I, That'll I just, be sad. Just, just like when Andre the Giant got his head shaved when I was a kid. That would be sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Andre had that, you know, Andre had that big, you know, full head. I'm trying of hair. to think who they compare her with to do that. Charlotte, Rhea. 
Oh, Reed's no, got Vince short hair. Charlotte, maybe, or uh, what's her face? What's her name? Um, uh, Corey Graves' girlfriend there. Well, she hasn't done a lick of anything. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Carmella. Okay. I mean, she's been so underused. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, and it's funny. Every time she comes out, it's like, oh, the first women's chat or whatever, the SmackDown women's or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, that was, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. What have you done with her since? Absolutely not. What is she known for now? Being Corey Graves' girlfriend. Wow, okay. And? Yeah. And she gave us the unfortunate individual that is Reginald. <laughs> I actually like how he's being used right now, but anyway. I get it, but it's for, yeah. it's for done. It's like, okay, yeah. can we, like, really? So back to the match, I'm going to say four stars. I also want to say that I love the blue lipstick on Bianca. If I were a woman and I like lipstick, that's the color I would wear. Well, I mean, blue, little leaf right. color. So you, you know. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing because and I like the, belt, the leaves. the belt is kind of leaf color too, blue and yeah. right? I like the leaves and I like the Wildcats. That's by, you know, my college yeah. team in football and basketball. So I love the blue. So And yeah. also, I got to say, you know, Bianca Belair on the list. There you go. Unfortunately, Billy, you're just not on the list. <laughs> So now is your time for a fictional station break. You're listening to the Multiverse Musings vidcast on YouTube. Yes. There you go. We cover everything from Green Lantern to He-Man. There you go. Yes. Including the Emerald Echo podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Adam got me here. Yeah. And then, so. I, and then I wrote them into like four or five other podcasts. <laughs> Wait, so, Donnie, what about wrestling? And what about Ghostbusters? And you better believe it, yeah. What about Flash? You know, and here we are. <laughs> All right, so next I can't up. wait till the crossover with Ezra Miller's Flash. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine the match they're going to do with that one there. It's a <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's stay on target here. As Porkin said, uh, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. So it's really, you know, it's hard to make big big guys like Bobby Lashley and... Drew McIntyre looks small, but man, Braun Strowman's enormous. I mean, I know we already knew that, but when you see him in comparison to two other really huge guys and he's still big, it's just he's it's amazing. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's impressive. And, you know, I've always liked Braun. Uh, mm-hmm. I think his time with the SmackDown Championship was too brief. Uh, I like seeing him in the title picture. I don't know if he'll ever win because it seems like they're, you know, determined to put the title back on Drew. Well, I um, remember a couple of years ago when he was really over, when he was attacking Roman Reigns, he was really scary. And I thought the the fans were really buying him as, you know, a top-tier talent. But I didn't think WWE capitalized on that. Like, he's, to me, he's the only one that I could see physically on the smack. I mean, he's on Ron and... Romans on SmackDown, but physically, he's the only one that I could see challenging Roman. Yeah, you could be. Uh, I mean, you look, know, I, I, I like Cesaro, and I would love for him to, you know, spoilers, eventually win a the championship. I just mm-hmm. don't. I see Cesaro more as the Intercontinental Champion. Sure, sure. Which is a belt I hope that he he eventually eventually gets, because I got to be honest with you. This whole angle with with uh, Apollo Cruz, it's it's wearing thin on me. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I... this whole bizarro Wakanda storyline that they got going, <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm not liking it. <laughs> well, I've I've got to say I I want to see the the Big E Roman Reigns program, but it doesn't look like they're going to get to that anytime soon. Yeah, so. I don't understand. Like, it just I, Big E is another one. He's like he's he's a, he's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. powerful. I, I can see him going up again. Thank you for bringing up Big E. Uh, I can see it, but I don't think WWE is going to do it. I hope they get to that eventually. I think it would be a, a good program. So, uh, I, but I, back I to this back to this match. I like the fact that early on you saw this alliance between Lashley and McIntyre trying to get you know stro- they they did the the double suplex and they tried to kind of eliminate Strowman. And it wouldn't last very long, obviously. That eventually leads to Strowman hitting a dive off the ring apron, which was impressive. 
And there were no DQs here, so that's why you saw a lot of out-of-the-ring action. And uh, you saw uh, a couple suplexes on the ramp, or a couple spots on the ramp, one of which was a suplex. And this was close to being a five-star match, too. There was a lot of great action. And I think it did make sense that, you know, you had Bobby Lashley under a threat from the former champ in Drew McIntyre on this pay-per-view or whatever you want to call it. You had Lashley under a threat from not only that, but the enormous Braun Strowman. And so that did put Lashley in a precarious position story-wise. But, you know, they battled back to the ring. Uh, McIntyre, he hit Strowman with, and this was really impressive, the Michinoku driver. I wasn't sure that he could do that on Braun, but he he did. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, and, and to do it safely. I mean, that's that's a lot of man to pick up like that and then maneuver into that position. So that was probably just because of the sheer size um, of Braun. That might have been my favorite spot. Mm-hmm. Because if you can pick up and do that to uh, to Braun, you know you deserve all the props in the world. Well, I mean. He's got to be willing to assist you in whatever way he can, but you still got to have the strength and wherewithal to be able to do that. Yeah, to maneuver around a, what, what is he, 380 like, like, or whatever? I mean, Braun can jump up in the air all he wants to assist me, but I, think, I try that. I'm going to pull a groin, pull a back, <laughs> every, you know, part of my body. So, you know, I can't do crap like that. Right. But, but, so good on, good on Drew for, you know. And, and Drew is an impressive. I, I like Drew. I like Drew as champion. I'm not saying don't don't eventually give him back the, the title, mm-hmm. but my point going back to earlier was it's just the same match every week on Raw. And when you get to the pay per view or the Peacock purview, um, <laughs> that's a, there you go. <laughs> it loses. That's, that's a good it, name. It loses its its luster. You know what I mean? If you see the same match every week on regular TV, and then you get to see the same main event on subscriber TV, which is Peacock, why why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? No, so that's yeah, what I was getting yeah. at before. Redundancy. You're saying right. that yeah. At this point, you like to see Lashley move on. I get it. So. I did like how this ended, though. They did this kind of time-honored storyline that you see with Triple Threats in that Lashley was out of the picture for a while. And so you had McIntyre and Strowman trading big moves back and forth. And what a way to go out of the picture because he he got thrown, thrown in or speared into the... Uh, yeah, the the the, the this, LED yeah the lights. yeah the LED lights. Now I'll get back to that when we rate the match here. But there was a there was a point where Braun and Drew were going back and forth, and that was building the drama that yeah. Lashley might lose the belt nowhere near the ring. Yeah, but then eventually um, McIntyre hits Strowman with the Claymore, but before he could go for the pin, Lashley hits the ring, throws McIntyre out. Hits Strowman with a big spear and picks up the win. Yeah, which was like I said, right. I just thought that was a really uh, excellent ending to this. So, and and Lashley delivers when he delivers that spear. Like it looks like it hurt. It hurts. Mm-hmm. He's he's very visceral and violent when he delivers it. Yeah, Let, make no mistake. If Bobby Lashley really got mad and tried to hurt somebody, then I have no doubt that he could. So I mean, oh, he's done yeah. it. He's I, I done M- piss, MMA I before. So I yeah. piss him off. Dude. No. Now, I, I, now, Donnie, wouldn't this be a cool match? They kind of did it with Edge, but here's my my, my pitch: mm-hmm. do a champion versus champion match between Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, and it's a spear versus spear match. Interesting. Yeah. I, I do it. Who has the better spear? That's a good point. Who has the better spear? Mm. That's what that match would determine. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm suggesting that because I don't want to see what I think WWE is actually going to do at some point, which is going to be 
bring Lesnar back and give him the title. Oh no, no, that's the one. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. So, um, the only thing I'll say, this was another match that I thought had at one point five star potential, but it gets downgraded just a little bit because the spots with the LED lights, you could see the LED, the like the walls moving back and forth, but the guys were still trying to sell even though it obviously was not hurting them. So yeah. that took me out took me out of the illusion a little bit. So I'm going to say 4.5 stars. So a lot of great work from all three guys and I, again, I'm I'm in full support of Bobby Lashley keeping the belt at this point because again at 44, you got to think that the clock's ticking, but he's doing well, amazing yeah, work. I keep so. him on it, I'd keep it on him as long as as possible. I, I would I'd almost go to next WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. It could. I mean, like I said, the guy's at the top of his game right now. Because so. once he drops it, he's not getting back in the picture. You could be right. Yeah. So. So what would you rate the match? I'd give it a four and a half as well. Uh, I love the way they're building up Bobby in the sense that who can stop this guy? Arguably the two biggest guys on Raw couldn't defeat him. So who's it going to be? Yeah, making him look very strong. I like and, it. And that's why my fear is cue Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't want to see that. So, Because we know Vince has a hard on for bringing uh, Brock, uh, back Brock. <laughs> All right, normally I should like a guy named Brock because Eddie Brock, you know, right. Venom, but I, I just don't. Well, Lesnar's one of the all-time greats, and I, I loved him in his prime. But, I mean, we, you know, we – we saw him for what eighteen years. At some it's point, like, I don't want to yeah. see Hulk Hogan come back and win a championship. I love, you know, I'm a Hulkamaniac for life. Yeah, I did both. See, see what I did there. I did both gimmicks in one shot. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, so, um, but you know, as much as I love the guy, I don't want to see him come back and and, and wrestle another match. Yep. <laughs> it's like you know, like I don't think you're going to see Hulk. I mean, he was limping pretty. Uh, Pretty noticeably at WrestleMania, so yeah, no, he's 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 done. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. I I can watch his matches anytime I want. Right, which is cool. But so I don't. And, and again, I'm not saying. Obviously, there's an age discrepancy between Hulk Hogan and, and Brock Lesnar. I'm just saying I think his time has passed, and the thing I'm really sick of is part-time champion, and, and when. When, you know, what I got to give to Bobby is, even though it's the same match every week, he's on Raw every week. Mm-hmm. He's defending. He's fighting. As is Roman. Both both Bobby yeah. and Roman have been guys that they've been staples of their shows, and they're they're bringing you good content when, every when week. When Brock is there, he, he, may, he may be on Raw, and if he is, chances are it's just an interview spot. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and Heyman is doing the talking. So when he's there, because... Lesnar and the promos are like, you know, saying one plus one equals five. And they don't mm-hmm. go well together. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, um, I, he just, as much as I appreciate what he did in the past, and God bless him, he's 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 he's, he's married to Sable, so good on him. Uh, I, I got a you know, fist bump for that. Because uh, Sable is on, you know, the Hall of Fame list. <laughs> But, um, so I can, I don't even have to set it up anymore. It's just a quick flick of the thumb and we're we'll move on. But no, um, so I commend them for all that, but you know, that's, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want to see that. It would, to me, it would tarnish what, what Bobby Lashley's accomplished. If the end game is, well, let's just have a triple threat with him, Drew and Brock and put Brock over. I definitely would not want to see Brock go over Bobby Lashley at this point. So, All right, so shall we move on to the main event of the show? Yeah. And that would be Cesaro versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Yeah. And this was, in many ways, the opposite of what we saw with the zombie match. This was vintage professional wrestling. Yeah. Amazing efforts out of both guys. So, I mean... And, and, and I got to give Roman credit because, yeah, he's a big man. He's, you know, power moves. Um, 
Uh, he's got a great beard. That too. Uh, <laughs> but no, like he just, and yet he's able to adapt to his opponent. Um, um, and, and actually have a wrestling, you know, proper technical wrestling match. And yeah, and you gotta give, give props to that. Yes. Uh, and conversely, Cesaro's got the power game too. Oh yeah, Cesaro is one of those guys who he's not the biggest guy, but he has the strength of the biggest guys. I mean, he is amazingly strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like that we saw early on, we saw you know some back and forth wrestling, and we saw Cesaro get a couple uh, advantages on Roman, and Roman slips out of the ropes, and yeah. he tries to like regroup, mm-hmm. and everything Roman does right now with his facial expressions and his body language tells a story. He's really improved from the time he became the centerpiece of the company. He's really tried to keep improving, and I really respect that. So... Uh, Reigns got back in the ring. He tried to fire things up. He um, he he uh, pinned Cesaro in the corner for a while, and Cesaro fights his way out. He hits the springboard uppercut and, uh, and tried to put Reigns into the Cesaro swing. But after throwing him out of the ring, and I mean Reigns threw Cesaro out, this is where we saw the story for this match. Cesaro hit his right arm and clutched at it. And that storyline would build for the rest of the match that his arm was got progressively worse and it affected his ability to wrestle. So I really appreciated that. They really do know how to sell the injury. Yes, I agree. And I liked the, the camera work was good here too because there were several near falls where Cesaro was almost out. He'd get out and Roman gave him like this predatory glare and the cameras would like hone in on that. They would give you this tight close-up and you could see this kind of, you know, really nasty alpha male predator look coming from Roman. And that's what I mean about him being able to tell a story mm-hmm. with everything he does. He's not yeah. just a guy who gets in there and does moves. He wants to give you a story. Absolutely. And what I think really so is the trash talking where he's like, you know, uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, I live for this. I He's love like, wrestling. You're not me. He's like, you can't do it. It's it's great. It it adds to the. And again, I think a lot of people were in that, in that phase of you know booing Roman when he was when he was the good guy. But I I, I like Roman in both uh, roles. I think he works both as as a babyface and a heel. So I, I'm good with him, and I'm glad he's finally getting... I mean, these boos are the actual kind of boos you want. Mm-hmm. It's, not, yeah. we, it's not we don't want to see you wrestle. It's we want to see you eventually get beat because you're such a jerk, and that's good. Right, and so. that's a good version of, uh, of, of the boos, which, is, which means... So, so I'm glad he's getting the recognition finally because I think fans were a little too harsh on him. Yeah, you know, he was able to finally... At the same time, WWE did overpush him at one point. No, I I agree. They tried to make it happen too fast. Yeah, and he he wasn't quite ready, but he has improved, and now you see why he's in the position he's in. Yeah. So so I like, you know, back in the match, we see that, you know, Cesaro eventually got a second win, hits Roman with a series of uppercuts, hits him with the big boot. He tries to soften up Roman's legs, Eventually goes for the sharpshooter. Roman gets out. Roman sells very well, by the way. I mean, right. you know, you, it, <laughs> I mean, it sounded like he had fire ants crawling over him when he was when he was selling that. But you saw that as things continued, Cesaro was less able to use the injured arm. Yeah, and there was one point even when uh, Cesaro had like the yes lock on, and it looked like Roman was going down, but he grabbed that arm and was able to power that arm away. Because Cesaro seemed to have some numbness in it. They, they so. did make it seem, I got to be honest with you, there were times where I, I felt trapped to the storyline and thought Roman might lose. Like in my, <laughs> in my rational, you know, headspace, 
I knew, look, it's, it's, it's not a big, you know, uh, stream purview uh, uh, scenario. It's not like SummerSlam or anything like that. So Roman is probably not going to lose. But there were times where I forgot that logic and <coughs> you're like, oh my God, he could actually lose. Yeah. Uh, so, and that goes credit to both performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I really like the end of the match of Roman eventually wearing Cesaro down. You had this nice exchange where, again, Roman what for a while was in the sharpshooter. And uh, eventually he gets out of that. He locks Cesaro in the guillotine choke. Cesaro is able to get out of that initially, lock him in the sharpshooter again, transitions to the cross face. And that's when, like I was talking about, Roman was able to grab the injured arm and pull himself free. And mm-hmm. he eventually gets Cesaro back in the guillotine. And Cesaro nearly gets out again. Like he he picks him up and does the slam, but Roman's able to lock it back in. And eventually yeah. Cesaro is out. Yeah. And I like the finish because both guys remain strong. Mm-hmm. And give credit to Cesaro. After he was choked out, he woke up in a realistic way to like sell it. If you've ever seen, you know, sometimes boxers will get knocked out or you'll see MMA fighters, they get knocked out and they come back to, you know, to life and they're, they're disoriented and they're, they're kind of flailing wildly. That's what he did was he sold that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did like that. And then, and then of course we saw, um, Jey Uso come out and attack Cesaro. Yeah. Well, yeah. Out comes Jey Uso. He does the, uh, you know, the ceremony to, you know, to, uh, you know, put the, the lay yeah, over Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman, yeah. yeah, acknowledge him as, you know, the head of the table. Then out comes Seth Rollins, a.k.a. Rainbow Raider. He comes out, and then we have <laughs> – you like that one, huh? Yeah, that was good. So then we have International Beatdown Cesaro Day because, you know, Roman, he gives Jey Uso the head nod. He goes after Cesaro. He beats him down, and Seth Rollins comes out. And that, at least for me, that's how the show ended. It went off the air with Seth Rollins administering a beating to Cesaro. So, uh, all right, now uh, again, my question is: How does this benefit Cesaro? Like, haven't we exhausted the whole Cesaro versus Seth thing? Well, I wonder if they're building up to, you know, something like a cage match at WrestleMania. I mean, at uh, SummerSlam. Something I, big. I, again, I see that. But to me, Cesaro is really over right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Why, now, again, it doesn't have to be the universal title. Put him in it. Put him in a feud with, 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 uh, with Bizarro Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, g- give him the IC title. To me, I'm sorry. I just don't buy, and I don't think anybody cares about this angle. Nobody cares about Apollo Cruz as the Intercontinental Champion. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see. Again, I, I, I like what Cruz is doing. I just somewhat. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like it's like it's like either give it to Biggie. Or or move on from this, or give him another opponent. I to me, I think again, I wouldn't mind if Cesaro got the Universal Championship. I don't think that's the angle they're going to go. I could be wrong. I see him as the perennial Intercontinental Champion. Like he fits that mold mm-hmm. perfectly. Give him a, now that he's had the run with Roman. Give him a run with uh, with Apollo. Like if you're not going to do the Big E thing. Honestly, Donnie, I, I, I'll tell you what. If if Big E doesn't have that Intercontinental Championship by the end of SummerSlam, then they need to move on from that storyline. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think they are. Like I said, after SmackDown, I think they are, if you see that show. Yeah. So, um, so five-star match for me. That was definitely the best match of the show. Absolutely, absolutely five-star, for sure. Uh, I agree. Uh, I Like I said, I just... I hope this isn't the end for the push for Cesaro because I really think that that man deserves the championship. Mm-hmm. He literally, he's got the whole package in terms of 
He's got a character that people are rooting for. He's got the uh, uh, a good muscular body type. He's big, powerful, and he can wrestle in ring. Mm-hmm. And I think he deserves a championship. Yeah, the springboard uppercut is amazing, but at the same time. Roman is in such a zone right now. I don't see WWE going away from him as oh, champion. No. I mean, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Roman. That's mm-hmm. why I think him in the IC spot. See, I would transition Big E eventually to the championship picture and and Cesaro to the Intercontinental picture. Because that's Big, yeah, that's that's Big a good e, idea. I can believe Big E beating Roman at some point. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. And I think the crowd would like that, even if it was just a short reign. So yeah, yeah. So I guess that's all for this edition. Yeah, that's all, folks. We, yes, we, we made it the. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do Porky Pig impression. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, overall, like I said, overall, aside from that abomination of the zombie, uh, the zombie thing, it was a it was a solid stream purview. Uh, yeah, and. and uh, Peacock review, I like that. <laughs> yeah, peacock review. That's the new terminology. Um, and uh, next up, we've got uh, um, Hell. What is it? Hell. I don't remember what they said was the the next uh, big Hell, event, pay per view, whatever. It could be something. Anyway, we'll be back uh, to cover that uh, in a month's time or so. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you like professional and, and we'll do some ADW too, uh, we're gonna we're gonna work that into. So if sure. you like if you like professional wrestling, um, like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Most definitely to our YouTube channel because you're gonna get a lot more professional wrestling content. Mm-hmm. And uh, share it with your friends and spread the word. And if you want to talk um, about. WWE or AEW with Donnie or I, you can do that on social media. So, Donnie, well, where can where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk pro wrestling. Let's talk comics. Let's talk Green Lantern. Fantastic. And if you want to find me, you can on Twitter at Adam underscore Lee's fan. We have the Twitter page for the podcast network, which is at MMNPDC. We have a Facebook group, which will be in the description below. Click it. I'll add you, and um, we can continue the conversation there. Until next time, remember that WrestleMania Backlash is forever from the first stupid gimmick with the zombies <laughs> to the last so long everybody so long everyone it's been time.